Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of I Know Why the Nick Caged Bird Sings. The podcast where we watch every Nicolas Cage movie in chronological order so that you don't have to. I'm your host. My name is Steve. Joining me, as always, is my wonderful co-host, Hannah. Hannah, we made it. Another week. Another week down. We're here. How are you? Another spooky week. Another spooky one. That is true. We watched this week, as you can tell by the title of this podcast, Season of the Witch. It is a medieval movie that includes some fantasy elements. Nick Cage plays essentially a witch hunter, traveler, crusader. crusader. We'll get into it. It's all very vague. It's all like a bad game of D&D. Mm. So we'll, we'll, we'll get into the movie, Nick Cage scene by Nick Cage scene, as um, we always do. I've never played D&D. I would like to, but I think I'd rather play a bad game of D&D any day of my life than ever watch this movie again. This was a rough one. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we said it last week and it sticks out in my mind, but I do recall that this movie had an 11% on Rotten Tomatoes. Is that correct? Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Wow, good for me. What else you got to kick us off this weekend with some numbers? Season of the Witch, film, whatever, not filmed. This movie was filmed a while before it came out. We'll get into that, whatever. This movie doesn't matter. It came out in 2011. <laughs> wow so little peek behind the curtain hannah and i had a few drinks last night and we're dragging a little today apologies if our sentences don't make sense like the one you just heard from hannah i feel fine i'm just tired Uh uh-huh sure (laughs) 2011 this movie came out 5.4 out of 10 on imdb and 11 percent as steve alluded to on rotten tomatoes yes it had a budget of 40 million dollars and it made 91.6 million at the box office this movie made money this movie made money that's a travesty it's really embarrassing honestly it really is it came out in january i don't know if like Uh, maybe not a lot of movies come out in january and then people are like I'm cold and I have nothing to do. I should go to the movie theater. Oh, look, it's a Nicolas Cage movie. I wonder what this one's all about. Yeah. And then wasted their money. Yeah. So a lot of movies don't really come out in January because obviously there's summer blockbusters. That's And then like thing. good Christmas movies. Yeah. Well, well not Christmas. You know what I mean? Mo- mm-hmm. Good movies that come out on Christmas. And they try to push them in at the end of the year to be considered for like awards and nominations mm. the subsequent year so that's this what happens was not considered for anything i don't think this won any awards we haven't talked about razzies in a while but i assume i don't think you any of know. the movies mm-hmm. have justified a razzie yeah unbelievable that this made money it's he, just so boring there's so many other better movies that are essentially this movie exactly and they're just they do it way better there's just plot hole after plot hole Steve and I were both like, wait, how does this what is, work? What, is, what do they need? To, what, what are they, they got to do? Why, why are they going here? Yeah. The, they have like a journey that... Yeah. Most movies like this is you have to either take something somewhere or you have to go get something or you have to keep someone from getting something. And like... It's like all three of those. It's easy. <laughs> but that's that's the part that's easy to follow. But then when it comes down to the end 
when the villain gets the thing you want to keep from it getting you're like wait why would the why would they want that <laughs> you're like what is, what does this mean we'll get, we'll get into we'll that. get into it should can... i talk about some behind the scenes stuff <laughs> if you want to add <laughs> should i talk about some behind the scenes should stuff I just talk about it i would love to hear what you found in your research i didn't find that much okay so this movie was originally pitched in the year 2000. Oh, wow. It was purchased, the script was purchased by MGM. Mm-hmm. You know, the lion. <laughs> All I'm, I'm familiar. <laughs> you know, the lion. You know, you know, the lion. You got it. You, you get it. You know. It bounced from MGM to Columbia Pictures to Relativity Pictures. Um, and then in 2011, it was released in January, as I said. Mm-hmm. So it had an 11-year journey from purchase of script to release of film. Okay. That um, seems pretty long. Yeah. It was originally um, set to release in 2010, but the producers were not impressed by any of it. I'm... So they had to okay. reshoot a lot of the movie on green screen. That's... And the movie was filmed in Austria, Hungary, and Croatia, and then Shreveport, Louisiana. <laughs> That's, that is abundantly clear <laughs> watching this movie. It is 1,000% clear that they did reshoots watching this movie. So they filmed this in like 2008, and then in 2010, mm, they, they had like, to like bring, bring the back. cast back. So I believe they started filming this right after Nick finished uh, Bad Lieutenant. Oh, so like, he's right off after this he hot finished movie. it. Yeah, um, finished filming it. Not it was right, released. Right, right, right. And then they had to like squeeze him in during the year 2010, which I'm sure he made a ton of movies. Oh my god, yeah. In that year, um, in order to film these reshoots, so Steve and I will very likely mention this many times as we go through this movie, but. <laughs> There's a lot of inconsistencies with Nick's wig, and I have to assume that it's because there were years in between them shooting this movie. There are also a lot of inconsistencies with, as Hannah mentioned, the CGI, obviously, and the green screens, screens, they're pretty clear, but there's also a lot of inconsistencies with their accents throughout the movie, so it's like like they came back and they were like, hey, whoever the director is, did I do a British accent before, or did Uh, I not? No, nah, fuck it. Make it vague. Yeah. <laughs> just make your accent vague enough that no one will question it. Yeah, just, just fuck it. We'll do it later. Don't worry about it. It's we'll fine. We'll fix it in post. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> Dominic Senna directed this movie, and he also directed Gone in 60 Seconds. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so the thing that attracted Nick to this project was that he saw this as a tribute to the 1960s Roger Corman films. Roger Corman was known as the Pope of Pop Cinema. And some of his most famous films were A Little Shop of Horrors from 1960, not like the Rick Moranis version. And then The Mask of the Red Death in 1964. So decidedly not medieval. I mean, some some, like, no, I don't know. Like, it had the essence, I suppose, of it enough. Um Nick said that he wants to make movies that are, what does that say? Unafraid. I'm like, I'm like hand, reading my handwriting to explore the paranormal and supernatural. Uh, he, he He's always had he, that he sort of that. mentality. He said that last 
week too. Did he? What did we watch? Oh, the, the sorcerer's, sorcerer's apprentice. apprentice. He's like, oh, I love the mystical and magical, and oh I just want to make films that explore that. Yeah, and then he said he really admired the idea of his character breaking from whatever religious propaganda was being forced on him and still finding a closer connection with faith and God. Mm. So that was something that spoke to him, and that made me remember that he's in another movie that Steve and I have already seen, which is about the rapture, and then mm. I have to wonder, is Nick becoming a religious man he's over pretty, the dark yeah. cages? Yeah, I think he, he finds God he somewhere along the way. because he's broke, <laughs> so he Honestly. needs something. <laughs> what else do you do when you he have no money? something to guide him. Yeah. Because he didn't listen to his accountant. No, you got to start <laughs> listening to Jesus. <laughs> And then the last thing about Nick is that he learned to ride a horse and uh, do sword fighting for this movie. Yeah, that's, it's funny. I feel like that's one of the things that actors will always say, like, when they audition for a role, they'll say, like, can you ride a horse? And they have to go, yeah, of course, I've been riding horses for years. And then they have to go and, like, learn and ride a horse because they've never done that kind of thing. Same with, like, sword fighting. I have to assume that. That wouldn't matter for Nick. Nick that, you're right. He's a the younger star. actor, maybe. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Or like either a younger actor or just a background actor. Mm-hmm. I guess my point is like I'm surprised that he hasn't had like he oh, hasn't had played to a do that yet. Cowboy or something. No? Yeah. This is the first horse that we've seen Nick on. <laughs> Although, did he ride one in Ghost Rider? No. No. It was the other guy rode yeah. a horse. He rode a motorcycle. Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. Yeah. yeah. He rode yeah. the motorcycle. Yeah. I was like, I remember there being a horse. There was a skeleton horse, yes. Yeah. Cool. Oh, there were also horses in... Oh, shit. What was that movie? Was it Was it Left for Dead? No. You know what had horses in it? Um, <laughs> Left for Dead. Yeah. The paramedic movie. You remember that one? Yeah. That, there were no horses in we, that. We nominated it as our favorite scene because they do a call in like some tunnels and there are just like wild horses running around. And it made no sense, so okay, we called it the favorite That movie's not scene. called Left for Dead. I'm pretty sure Left for Dead is... What is Left for Dead? I don't remember. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. The one um, with his wife in it, right? Yeah, yeah. Let me see. Patricia Arquette. I, <laughs> I wrote down horses in this spreadsheet here, so let me find it. The homeless horses in the tunnel bringing out the dead. <laughs> what was left? For, what is Left for Dead? I, I know this movie. Oh. Is that Scarface? Left for Dead is not a Nick Cage movie. No, I know. But... Oh. oh, it's a video game. <laughs> oh. It's a zombie video game. That's why I knew it. What's the movie called with Scarface in it? Scarface. Oh. I'm thinking of something else. <laughs> <laughs> or The Lion King. <laughs> no, <not> Scar. <laughs> I don't know if I can help you. Um... I don't know. Some Jamaican shit. (laughs) (laughs) Some Jamaican shit. Cool runnings. No. That's all I got. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, if only we... My dad listens. Dad. (laughs) Write in. (laughs) Let me know. You know it. Send us a letter to our P.O. box. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. I have zero clue what you're talking about. I know you're talking talking to your dad dad. (laughs) But I have no clue. None of the words you've put together make any sense to me personally. None of them matter. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think there was a horse also in Captain Corelli. 
I feel like they probably, probably rode there horses. There were probably horses in Captain Corelli's mandolin. I don't think they rode them because he had to learn how to ride a horse. No, I know. I I can't get over this. Okay. <laughs> what are you thinking of? I'm thinking of Screwface and it's a movie called Marked for Death, which is a um a Steven Seagal movie. What oh. you said Left for Dead. Yeah. So I thought Marked, Marked for, for Death. Death. No. Left for Dead is a video game. Marked for Death is a Steven Seagal movie. It's a Steven Seagal movie with Which, Screwface, not Scarface. I understand. I'm sure. I I don't know. Do honestly. you understand my thought process yes, and like and how I arrived I at now. that? I do now. Okay, I'm glad right. we could, we Dad, got to the bottom of that. We. I'm sorry. I didn't. I'm sorry. I didn't remember. You don't have to write in anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Delete that email. <laughs> I, yeah. If if not, we owe you. The cost of a postage stamp. Yeah, because he ma- he's, he's yeah he mailed mail us a letter. <laughs> I mean, like it was marked for death, and it was screwface. It's all it's got to say in a slip of paper in our mailbox. <laughs> in the time between us telling him to write in and me discovering what it was, which was all of maybe two minutes, <laughs> yeah. you're telling me he already dropped it in the mailbox. Yeah, <laughs> lick the postage stamp. <laughs> Who licks postage stamps anymore? <laughs> lick the thing shut. Yeah. <laughs> address it to us and drop it in his mailbox yeah also any of the other fans who wrote into our p.o box that we don't have oh my god here we are anyhow let's just get into this movie you don't have anything else behind the scenes wise that's all it is the first movie in 2011 but as i mentioned i figured i would hold off yeah there's like 24 movies in 2011 yeah and it is getting late (laughs) yeah and i've still got to edit and i've got an early morning and we still have to talk about this movie we still have to talk about chip chop chip chop chip chop she said snip snap snip snap snip snip snap for the office fans out there so this movie starts at least it starts off with this really random scene that does not include Nicolas Cage that we don't have to get into, but it's this guy who's using this book to banish witches. Like exercise them. Yeah, essentially, and, and bless them or something along those lines. But the first time we see Nick is actually in a bit of a montage with him and Ron Perlman. They're war buddies, essentially, and that, as Hannah mentioned earlier, crusaders. they're crusaders. And so they're always on the front lines, and they're two of the best soldiers the crusaders got. And there's just wielding their sword. Yeah, there's scene after scene of them just cutting people apart. It's really not that like violent or visceral. Um, And for whatever reason, they feel the need to tell us that seven years have passed. Yeah, so they'll be like, it'll say the captions at the bottom. It'll be like the ruins of Agaroth, thirteen thirty-two. The cones of Dunshire, thirteen thirty-four. The cones of Dunshire. (laughs) The city of Duloc, thirteen thirty-seven. So, so there are all these like random shit, and then there it's also interlaced with scenes of him and Ron Perlman just at a tavern with like wenches being like, ha, 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 we're the best buddies, drinking ale. There might be a scream in there somewhere. I can't recall if it was him or Ron Perlman. If it was Nick, I'll I'll put it in. But it was just like an. So it's really nothing. But we do get a good look at Nick right in the first scene with a terrible CGI green screen behind him. We get a look at that ramen noodle hair once it, again. That I, Chad Kroger look at this photograph hair. Can, I 
The worst thing about this hair is the hairline that they're trying to give him. Yeah. Yeah. There's no part. No. So it just sprouts out of his head. (laughs) Like uncontrollable weeds. (laughs) They're just coming out. And it's the worst color. Yeah, it's that like dirty blonde. Uh Uh-huh. Just dirty. It's just dirt. (laughs) No man his age ever has that colored hair. It's just dirt. His hair is just dirt. Meanwhile, Ron Perlman's got like a fuckboy fade. He's a fade. <laughs> I said that too. I was yeah. like, no one in the 1300s had a fade and they haircut. Have like perfect stubble. Yeah. <laughs> like the two most handsome men in the 1300s. You mentioned, I was going to mention it later, but you can also clearly see Nick Cage's like perfectly white veneered teeth. Oh, yeah. And it's like, wh- I this- forgot when he got his teeth fixed, like it some was, in the 90s. Yeah, it was somewhere a while back. So maybe sometime around Peggy Sue, or he might have been wearing implants for Peggy Sue. I don't, I, think I don't he remember. Was. But so that's that's back there. So there might have been a screen in there. And then finally, we get to thirteen forty four. I don't know. Like I said, cones of Dunshire or something. And the the general who keeps barking out orders. There's this general that barks out orders in the beginning of each one of these quick montages. And uh, he barks out an order for them to go into this place. And Nick Cage turns around and he stabs someone kind of automatically and he doesn't realize it's a woman and he's very upset because he doesn't want to kill women or children i imagine obviously just innocent people innocent anyway people. exactly so civilians yes so nick cage goes up to his general and he's like i won't do I'm this done. anymore we're done and so he and ron perlman go rogue essentially and also well we mentioned it already but this was where we first were like is he is he doing a british accent i don't recall it's so discreet but also so vague it must have been the reshoots where they did not do a british accent they forgot that they did british accents that's fair (laughs) yeah i think also too what was really funny about the montage was it was very much like mm, well maybe maybe not because i think the movie 300 came out in like 2006 it did remind me it was very like like that slow motion to fast motion, that Zack Snyder kind of look. So yeah, yeah. Anyhow, just one more thing about the accents. Yes, I, you know these these movies that just take place in random Europe, mm-hmm. like <laughs> nondescript like, Europe. Yeah, like yeah. nondescript Europe. Like I feel like they always intend for the actors to have a British accent, even if they very likely aren't to be speaking English. Yeah, I mean Crusaders. Like, wouldn't they be Italian? Uh, well, what's his, what's his character's name? I don't even remember. Bayman. Bayman. Uh, mm. Is that German? Is he a German I, or something? I don't know. Could you imagine if he was doing a German accent no, this whole time? No, I cannot. Ma- I cannot imagine yeah. that. Everything. I would have is... no idea what that would sound like for him. Yeah, if you want your actors to feel foreign, you just give them a vaguely British accent. Yes. So, like, even sometimes people from space in other movies, not that any space aliens come down in this movie, though it does get close to that type of thing, um, as we'll describe. But it's just people from space. It's like that vague British accent. Vague British accent. And there yeah. are some people in this movie that probably are actually British, and they have a full-on British accent. Yeah. And then there's people that are American, and they have a, like, a a whisper is i think the term that i've used before on this podcast a whisper whisper. of a british accent yeah just just a taste just a little just a little something to get you hooked (laughs) so about a month later 
Ron Perlman and Nick Cage are wandering through the world. This I don't know if it's a fantasy world or if they're just in straight up England. I I don't know for sure. So they're wandering around. They they stumble across a small town or, or a house or a barn or something and Sorry, find. Bring out your dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because they <laughs> they stumble across an old couple that have died in their bed, or actually they might be zombies. Not really. Oh, clear. there. Yeah, so they and they light the house on fire. Yeah, for they've, some reason. they've got like boils all over their faces and they're dead. And Hannah was like, "Why didn't they smell them from a mile away?" But I guess. And then I also I followed that up yeah. with I can only imagine that the world at that point in time just smelled rancid. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> just everything smelled rancid, so you just kind of get used to it. Yeah. yeah. So they burn that shit down. They snag a few of their horses. They go into a nearby town where there's tons of beggar, beggars and um, just a lot of homeless type people around. And This is the bring, this is the this bring is out like your the bring out your dead kind of thing. And Nick Cage sees more people with like boils and shit, I guess. So he actually... Sorry, not bringing out the dead, but bring out your dead. Bring out your dead, as in a Monty Python reference right. yeah, yeah bringing out the dead was the crappy movie we referenced earlier the martin scorsese movie <laughs> oh, a lot of our listeners would take offense to you calling that the crappy movie it's not good and they all loved it's, it it's martin scorsese's least favorite movie he's like this is my least favorite movie that i've ever made martin scorsese went on like a 10 for 10 run for no- oscar nominated movies and then it was <laughs> then broken by bringing out your dead or whatever it's called <laughs> because nick cage and his actual wife had no on-screen chemistry they were, they were... i still contest that his best on-screen chemistry um now i can't even remember her name oh um from family man yes a taya leone yes taya yeah. leone yeah yeah, they had Best great chemistry. chemistry. Amazing chemistry. I think I feel like she did a lot more of the heavy lifting, but that was probably because of her character, their characters. Like his character was sort of like a fish out of water type of thing, mm-hmm. so he didn't so like she was the one like being more I don't know, like like making that connection. Mm, because yes. it was her right. character. We're not really we you could go back and listen to the family. The family man's a great movie. It's way better than this. Oh my god. Shut this shit off right now. <laughs> Do not continue listening and go back and listen to The Family Man. Or just watch The Family Man. So they're in this town with all these beggars, and, and it's it's not, bring, it's not bringing out the dead. It's bring out your dead. And people are a little sus of Nick Cage and Ron Perlman. Sus. They're sus. Oh, I was about to say before, too, that Nick Cage masks up, like in COVID times. Mask up. It's probably the picture America. I'll put up on Instagram. It's, it's yeah. nice. Yeah, because he sees all the sick people, I guess. So... You got to... Find one where he doesn't have a hood on and a mask where you can see his hair because that's mm, important. I think I think that's doable, but we'll see. Good luck. Thank you. So they eventually get stopped by some of the local law enforcers, knights of the area, and they have a quick little scuffle with these guys, but ultimately surrender, who take them to the castle where there's this old man with a real fucked up face. Mm. And the old man says... We found this witch. Is he the king or some shit? He might be the king or something of this this small town. And he says, we found this witch. As soon as she got here, everybody started dying. And the last five towns she's been to, that's that's what happened to them Yeah, everyone as gets well. these like pustules. So what we understand, I think, is that they need someone to take this witch to like a, a 300 miles away. Yeah. To a neighboring town. Far. Where there are books that you can find prayers to remove the witch. Which from they the, used yeah. in the beginning of the movie. Yes. In that scene that Nick wasn't in. 
yes. when they were essentially exercising the witch out of the witches. Right. The witch out of the bitches. <laughs> <laughs> the bitch out of the witches. So so Nick is like, no, get your own men to do it. And he's like, well, all of our men are essentially dead. What you see here is what we've got. And remember, this guy's got huge boils all over his face. Like, he doesn't even have lips and shit like that. And Nick's like, I no longer serve the church. I only serve God or some mm-hmm, shit. So mm-hmm. they throw him in jail in the cell across from uh, this, witch. this witch. So they ultimately, I forget exactly how or why, but they ultimately agree to help the the witch i think they see that she the, has yeah. like lacerations on her back That's so they true. feel bad for her mm-hmm. they think that maybe she was not treated fairly and deserves right. a fair trial deserves the justice and nick is still really soft because he killed that innocent woman mm. and then I, like every time he lo- sees a woman he sees like so he looks at the witch and sees this woman and he's yeah, he sad about it yeah so it's like ghosts haunting his past. Mm, so they ultimately agree to help. And he says, well, we'll at least need a guide. So I only bring this up because when they go and find the guide, who's like the smuggler. He's like a New Yorker. The, the guide is like, <laughs> hey, what are you doing here? <laughs> it's 1300. He's like, hey, I'm just this smuggler. Like he's in those, what are they called? The, not the barracks, the the, the thing where oh, you're head in your hands. The gallow. The, the gallow, is that what yeah. it's called? Yeah, and he's like, hey, if you set me free of these here chains, <laughs> I can show you ways you need to go. He's not, it's not like that bad, but but it's still. Close. <laughs> another reason I bring this scene up, it's, it's a very short scene, but it's also because Nick Cage walks over to this guy, and two or three times in this scene alone, Hannah and I look at each other and we're like, his hair's different. Mm, his yeah. hair's different again. That's the a hairline, third wig. It, it gave him... <laughs> it's similar to some of the other movies where he has long hair and they just give him extensions because he has his original hair like his real hairline mm-hmm. so it goes back to yonder mm-hmm. and then, he's got widow's peaks for days yeah. and then it's the same like dark vague brown color that his hair is yeah and then they go back and, and they it's go like back and it's blonde. the ramen noodle like <laughs> yeah the three head type yeah. of hairline with no part unbelievable <laughs> unbelievable so they go back to the jail to to get the witch and they want to knock her out and there's a quick scuffle there and they see that the witch this woman is really strong and he might scream in there again i don't know if i'll include that but someone was like i thought you said she was sedated and then ron perlman or nick cage comes up and hits her in the back of the head and then they zoom in on nick cage and he just goes now she's sedated <laughs> it's like okay cheese ball so <laughs> They're traveling, and now in their posse, they've got Nick Cage, Ron Perlman. They've got a priest. The New Yorker. They've got the New Yorker guide. Hey, I think we go this way. They got the witch. <laughs> and they got the witch, and they've got, like, one other random guard. He might be, like... or something. Yeah, I mentioned the priest, but they um, have another guard. Yeah. They have, like, another soldier with yeah. them, essentially. Yeah. So they stop for the night. Nick Cage tells a really boring story about Ron Perlman, and, and, and he, like tries to get a little closer to the witch and he's like hey you know like i brought you some food or i'm sorry hey i brought you some food (laughs) food i brought you some bird some bird (laughs) we we mentioned though when we were watching this he doesn't it's it's not he doesn't do it no i mean the only thing about his voice in this movie is that he goes in and out with the the accent. accent yeah so somewhere along the way the witch escapes from her cage that's on the back of a wagon that's how they're transporting her 
So she escapes by like grabbing the the key from the priest and stabbing his hand and running away. So they go chase her down to a nearby town, and she something that's also noteworthy yeah. is so she's trying to convince Nick that she's not a witch. Yes, or trying to like, I guess, make him skeptical of the whole situation and and get him on her side but she keeps doing things that very clearly prove that she has some type of supernatural ability right like she is way stronger than any human yeah like we already know okay so maybe she's like a little strong or maybe like you could say oh it was adrenaline maybe she's not actually a witch but then we have this scene where she escapes and she like enters the mind into someone's head of the other guard where he thinks he's seeing his daughter and like Oh, okay. the uh, The other person oh, I forgot the to mention. Oh, guy. It's like this young dude. Yeah, there's like a kid who's he's a he's like a teen. altar boy or something. Yeah, and he wants to be a knight. Yeah, and so he's like, I want to join you on your quest mm-hmm. so that I can earn my knighthood or some shit. Mm-hmm. And so he duels Ron Perlman for for the knighthood. And that's why I didn't include it. It's not really Nick Cage forward uh, that scene, <laughs> but. So, yeah, so, like, the witch essentially tricks the kid into killing this, like, other soldier guard guy. And so, yeah, it's like, and everyone's, everybody's really cool about it, too. They're like, no, don't worry about it, kid. Like, it wasn't your fault. Like, I don't know. I feel like they're so quick to judge witches that they're not quick to judge this kid. The first thing I said when this movie turned on, I was like, okay, so... Who hates women? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> very it's, similar to The Wicker Man. I was going to say, it's not as overt as The Wicker Man, but there are no women in this movie that are like. Good? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are like no women in this movie. No, not at all. <laughs> so they're traveling and they have a quick little funeral for that guy who died. They do eventually catch the witch in that scene as well. Nick Cage also fights off a dog with a uh, torch. It's very quick, but he, he gave a little. Yeah, yeah. What do you do? Well, well, yeah. Okay. Hannah fucking loves that joke. Can we just move on? (laughs) If you make any kind of funny noise, she'll ask you to do it again. It's hilarious. Move on. She's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) So they're they're traveling, and now we get to the rickety bridge scene. Uh, This 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 is like I don't understand. This was real. So they get to the guides like, oh hey, when I was here five years ago, this bridge was was was, robust. It was was a full figured bridge. (laughs) (laughs) And and so they're all like, well now what do we do? And Nick doesn't even say a word. I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. He takes his like three ton horse (laughs) across this rickety ass bridge, Shrek style. And yeah. just makes it all the way across. And he's like, okay, you guys come over one at a time. Bring your horses over one at a time. And then they, there's like a cut. And they're, what they decide to do is they get Nick and the kid to pull the wagon themselves. Yeah, she's then, in the... I don't know if we mentioned this. Yeah, I said she's, she's like in, in a yeah. cage on the wagon. Yeah, the witch is in the cage on the wagon. And, so, and then the three other guys, Ron Perlman, the priest, and... The young dude? No. There's another guy. Oh, the, the guide. Mm, yeah. The, those three... The New Yorker. ...are like... Like... Uh, what's it? Repelling, slacklining, what have you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also like tug of warring. Yeah, like they're trying to make sure that the that the wagon doesn't roll too quickly... Yeah. ...down this bridge. 
So and they then, like MacGyver it on yeah, the tree. Yeah, but then they get it halfway to the bridge, and Nick's like, "Okay, let's use the horses," and they tie the wagon to the horses, and then get the horses to pull it forward. It's like, why didn't you just do that the first? Do that time? the first time. <laughs> Especially if the horses were already on the other side. Right. I, maybe they didn't have a long enough rope, but like, I feel I felt like this scene was fabricated to like add. unnecessary tension Tension? yeah i mean honestly the movie needed some kind of tension but this was it just like you said before like plot holes like i didn't really fully understand it maybe i'm an idiot well we know this (laughs) and then they they, like almost make it across yeah the kid falls off and the witch grabs him with one hand and pulls him up yeah and so again it's like okay so clearly she's she's real strong yeah she's got some type of superhuman ability yeah, so it's like, all right, well, she's obviously she's a, a witch. witch. And like the very next scene, she's like talking to Nick, Nick Cage. Like, like, do you really think I'm a witch? You can let me out of here if you want. And it's like, we know you're a witch now. You, why would anybody let you out of the cage? Makes no sense. I don't get it. So the next scene is they have to go through this giant forest where it, it's very treacherous and foggy. And Do we even say who this uh, actress is? A Claire Foy. Yeah, I don't even think we mentioned that. I don't think we mentioned that Claire Foy was the witch. What Sorry, is Claire everyone. Foy known I have for? no idea. I'm going to look it up real quick. Cause it'll I did read me. that she did a lot of research on witches and supernatural beings in order to find inspiration to play her role. Oh, that's interesting. Emmy Award winner. For what? She's British, right? I believe so. And she doesn't have a British accent. <laughs> It's vaguely she, British. She like twerks with an American accent. Yeah. Oh, the Crown probably. She was oh. Queen Elizabeth. Uh, she's also, according to him, to be known for First Man, The Girl in the Spider's Web, and Unsane. So she's been in a lot of stuff, just not stuff that I've seen, at least not recently. Yeah. But yeah, so Claire Foy is the witch, and the witch is Claire Foy. So they're in the forest, and at this point, the guard or the guide says. Hey, listen, if we just kill this witches, <laughs> no one will be any the wiser. He is. And so Nick Cage <laughs> says like, no, we can't kill her. We have to give her a fair That's trial. So stupid. <laughs> and so they put like a blanket over <laughs> the, the, the witch's cage like you would a, a parrot yeah. at night. And she very clearly howls. Like, she goes, ow. Like, you can tell it's a woman's voice <laughs> yeah. howling. And then everyone goes, oh, who's that? And then, and, then, and then they like, she goes, whoa, what was that? Oh, my goodness. What? Like, no, we know. We know. So she summons wolves, which reminds me of, oh, man. what What's that guy's name? Oh, uh, he's a comedian. <laughs> you wouldn't know, but he had like one comedy special back in the day. Where he's like a singing and rapping comedian, and he has a song called You Wouldn't Sass Me Like That If I Could Summon Wolves. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's a f- I'm looking that up later. That is an a amazing. deep cut. That's a real deep cut. <laughs> Look up that song if, if you are interested, folks. So anyhow, she summons wolves, and the wolves show up, and as soon as they get there, whenever they snarl at them... They their turn faces, into like zombie wolves. They're like they immediately go CGI, and it's very clear that they go from real dog to CGI dog. Not even it just looks straight up animated. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's real bad. Yeah, so they fight off. Of, it reminds me of like in Beauty and the Beast. 
yeah, those but wolves. But like the the animated. That's Disney. what I mean. Like yeah. the animated ones, yeah, not from, not from like the live action right, one. The like Emma from Watson. the yeah. from the animated movie from like the eighties or whenever that came out. Yeah, yeah. So they they beat up a couple of these wolves, and then they're like, "All right, we can't take them all. Let's dip." And they run away from all the wolves, but the guard gets got, and he gets eaten alive by these wolves. These terrible CGI wolves. The guard. Yeah. I'm sorry, the guide, not the guard, the guide. Who may may that be? (laughs) Hey, you guys. I got the wolves on my back. These dogs over here. Over here. Over here. Be none the wiser. (laughs) (laughs) This guide is becoming vaguely John Travolta-esque. You gotta come help me out here. That sounds more like a... Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken. (laughs) Yeah. So anyhow, the guard he gets eaten. Yeah, the guide gets he got. Gets eight. Mm-hmm. Then they they escape the the wolves, the the rest of them, and you just see sad boy Nikki. He's steaming. He's fuming, and he he's stops. Steamy. He's he stops the horses. He stops the wagon. He grabs his crossbow or maybe his sword or something, and he's like, "That's it. I'm two lives I'm of off art. in this witch. I'm off in this witch." And then the priest steps in, or the monk. He's a monk. The monk steps in, and he's like, "No, you, because we're in front of God. You, she's something about God." God. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Nick Cage has probably his best scream of the movie, I, and it do, is. Do we actually know what he says here? No. Let us know if you. <laughs> Can tell what he's saying. We could put subtitles on. What did you think it was? I think it's a benevolent God would not ask this of men. Mm-hmm. But you be the judge and enjoy the best scream of the movie. A benevolent God would not ask such things of men! Amazing. Solid. It, also, it's, in, it, the screams, it, it's more about his face. Because you can really see those pearly white chompers. The teeth. Because oh. we rewound because we were like, what the fuck <laughs> did he just say? <laughs> yeah. And then all I focused on the second time, instead of listening, I was like, wow, his teeth. They're amazing. <laughs> and then I turned to Steve. I was like, did you catch that? And you were like, yeah, I think this is what he said. I was like, oh, yeah, me too. Oh, yeah, same. Was, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I was totally paying attention. <laughs> so after this little argument between Nick Cage and the priest, Ron Perlman steps in and he's like, don't kill her. Because look over there. There's the town we need to take yeah, her to. Yeah, Duloc. And so they take her to Duloc. <laughs> The perfect the place. The perfect place. <laughs> but nobody's there. Just like Shrek and Donkey. <laughs> when they show up, nobody's there. Sadly, there, there's no uh, animatronic there's, song. <laughs> there is no animatronic song. Nick Cage has a bit of a scream when they get to the town because he goes, Hello? Is anyone there? Eh, you know. Hmm. Justified. Yeah. Other so, scream was not justified. No. I mean, it was, I guess it was justified. <laughs> but, but like, why just... did he emphasize those words instead yeah. of all of them? I don't know. He picks and chooses. <laughs> he really does. So they get to this final town. Obviously, there's nobody there, as I mentioned. And then they go into the chapel or what have you. And the monk's like, of course, nobody's here because it's praying hour. Everybody's inside praying. Oh, uh, naturally. And they go inside and find, they're like, hey, monks, because they've all got their hoods up. We got this witch. Can you help us out? And then they pull off the hoods, and they're and all they're all like the pustules. Oh no, they're they're all plague people. Oh my god, they're all dead except for one. And he like gives his last breath, pointing to the last or pointing to the book that to they the need. Book. So the priest and Nick Cage and Ron Perlman and the squire, the kid, 
They all squad. go the squad, squad deep. They roll out squad deep to to try to get this witch out of this girl, and they start giving the incantations, and she starts doing a spot on impression of Nick Cage and Ron Perlman's commander. Like they take the same audio, obviously. So it freaks everybody out, and they go, "That's no witch, that's a demon." And you and you and I are like, "Wait, what?" what? And they're like, do you have any exorcism spells in there? And he flips the pages. Yeah, I'm going to do some exorcism shit. And he gets like halfway through an exorcism. This this exorcism is like 20 pages of Latin. Like it takes yeah. so long for him yeah. to get through. Yeah, it's no like 1970. What was it? What, what year did that movie come out? The, the original Exorcist. Yeah. 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 I need an old priest and a young, young priest. priest. <laughs> I need an old priest and a young priest. <laughs> So the demon escapes the cage so and becomes no longer Claire Foy, but rather an actual demon gray creature so with wings. So he essentially looks like a gargoyle yes. with fangs. Sort of. But also like his head is the shape of like Groot from like Guardians of the Galaxy. It's like oddly pointed. It's not like he's got horns. He's just kind of got like almost like a Bart Simpson type head. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Anyhow. But he has wings that resemble like a gargoyle and he's the color mm. of a gargoyle. Yeah. Yeah. Very much gargoyle-esque. So then the the demon just fucks off and everyone's like, all right, let's get ready for this battle. We need more holy water. We need more holy water. And I was like, why didn't the demon just kill, fucking kill him? Them. Just kill him with your demon And then he could have powers. gotten the book. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have we even mentioned that yet? Oh, yeah. They discover... Is that in this next scene? Like, they discover what the demon wants? Sort of. Yeah, I guess that's the scene. So they're getting ready to fight the demon. And then they realize, like, you know, why wait until... There were so many opportunities that she could have escaped. Why Why wait until we're here? I guess she wants the book. Why would she want the book? And so there's no can, reason. Yeah. I guess, so what we figured is that the book is the only way that the demon can be destroyed. So somebody has to finish a particular spell. And what they were doing at this town was they were trying to replicate the book. They were trying to make copies of the book. So that's why the demon wanted to go there so it could destroy as many copies of this mm, book yeah. as possible. Mass produce it. But it also can't touch the book. It tried it to touch the book. Touch and it can't holy like, anything, right? Right. Like, did he touch the monk? I think so, yeah. Why, how? I don't know. It's not really clear. It's so... Un- this 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 part in the movie is plot hole central. And then they also pan out and show like a landscape shot. And there's like 30 demons in the air. Like, where around. the fuck do they come from? And then they some of them miniaturize and fly yeah, into the into mouths. the monks? Of the dead mouth. Uh, the the, the mouths dead mouths of, mouth the, of, the, of the, the monks. <laughs> Again, our words are not great. And then the monks just start like spider manning it up the walls and like spider monkeying. Yeah, up the walls. spider monkeying yeah. it. Yeah, and then they realize if they cut the heads off the monks that there's like this gas that dissipates it's like a, it's into like the a atmosphere. Gooey gas. It's like not gaseous. It's like liquidy. <laughs> yeah. And Nick Cage is like, "Go for their heads!" Like, yeah. Of course. I mean, I guess in medieval times you might not always go for the head. Like a killing blow would maybe be yeah. in the stomach or or mm-hmm. something, but. So they're fighting all these spider monks that are crawling the walls monks. <laughs> and they're cutting off the heads and this gooey gas is coming out and Nick Cage and Ron Perlman and the kid and the priest or the monk are all, they're all kind of pins and what are they going to do? Nick Cage's eye gets scratched like 
Scarface. Scar. <laughs> to bring to bring it full circle. And uh, Ron Perlman gets stabbed in the back, presumed dead. The demon comes over out of nowhere and grabs Nick Cage. And they have has some, him up against the wall. Has him up against the wall. Just makes out with him. Just real sticks passionate. Sticks his tongue right in there. Real passionate love affair. <laughs> Hannah was kidding. And Ron Perlman, who was presumed dead, comes up behind the demon and just gives him a big old bear hug. It's a demon. He's like, I'll hold him off. You owe me drinks after this. <laughs> and Nick Cage gets away. And then the demon it, roasts the demon, him. The demon like turns around. And holds he Ron hugs, Perlman. He hugs him back. Hugs and him back. And then Ron Perlman. fire. Ron Perlman tries to headbutt. Headbutt him. This is a fucking demon, it's Ron Perlman. It's a demon. I mean, I guess you'd try anything yeah. at that Ron point. Ron Perlman's head is pretty big. He, does. he has a massive jaw. It's just big just jaws. Big old noggin in yeah. general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the demon yeah. just lights him up yeah, on so fire. Yeah, Nick screams. Finish it! So, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the uh. the kid is finishing the spell because the priest died as well. The kid's finishing the spell as Nick Cage is holding off the demon. This this demon stabbing him a bunch of times until the kid finishes the spell. The demon. Have you and I seen the Scooby Doo movie together? Yeah. Do you remember when they're exposed to sunlight and how they shrivel up and explode? Yeah. The demon. Do, the Similar. demon does that in this movie. And so there's no sun though. Yeah. With Nick Cage's dying breath, he looks over at where the demon was is now a for some reason naked Clairefoy. Slimy. Slimy naked Clairefoy. <laughs> he looks over, gives a little smile, and just dies. No, doesn't he turn to the kid and says protect her or something? Yeah, something like that. It's not really that important. So yeah. Uh, and then uh, there's a quick scene with the kid. We and... haven't seen a movie where he dies in a while. That's true. We, uh, I feel like we did recently, but I can't remember. It's not important. There's a quick scene with the kid and Claire Foy. And she's like, tell me about them in her vague British accent. <laughs> <laughs> and they ride off into the sunset. Sunset, And she goes like, I will tell their story. Like narrates a voiceover. Yeah. I will tell their stories because I was there. Even though no, she literally weren't. just said, she was I, like, don't I don't remember anything. any of this. But I was there. <laughs> In the credits roll. <laughs> and that's the movie. God damn it. I wrote down a few notes. What were First those? one is boo. <laughs> I hated it. Um, there's just much better medieval fantasy bullshit. The yeah. CGI, the hair, and the accents were all really spotty throughout. So... And at least it was short. It was about an hour and a half long. Yeah. Yeah. Any other closing thoughts, Han? That movie took all my thoughts away. That's fair. All right, let's get into some Nick Cage Awards. Best Supporting Actor. Who do you got? Mm, Ron Perlman. The New Yorker. Claire Foy, the, the guide. <laughs> hey, we got to get through these woods. <laughs> uh, best Dress. Did you like his his robes or his... Uh... Probably when he had his eye gouged mm. with the hair. And the Fair robes. Enough. Or okay. no, he had on armor then, right? He might have. Yeah, he had his armor early yeah. in the movie and then he had robes. I like the robes. Okay. I like the robes. Okay. Uh, the worst Nick Cage scene. There's a lot. Probably when he dies. Just You didn't like at the end when he died. Well, let me let me ask you this. He Maybe we can circle back. Miles. <laughs> 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 the best Nick Cage scene. 
Will that help you inform which one was Oh, I remember what the worst one was. It was that like cheeky cutaway where he was like, now she's sedated. (laughs) (laughs) That was a bad scene. Now she's sedated. All right. The best Nick Cage scene. Probably the one that he screams in. Oh, where he screams at the priest. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. And then the best scream, obviously. Is that scream? Why would a benevolent God do this to men or something? The most nouveau shamanic moment. He wasn't really that nouveau in this. No, nothing was nouveau about this movie. That was the problem. Yeah. He needed more personality. He really did. Uh, do you have any like examples that you thought? Other than his appearance and his accent? Not really. It, uh, all I have for nouveau moments are like his changing hair, his veneers, and his accent. I mean, the changing hair is, and the veneers, like they... He can't help that. Sure. I guess he could have helped having a consistent accent, so maybe I'll just give it to that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, this this movie was not very cagey, unfortunately. So with, It would have benefited from some cage. Oh, totally. With that, where are we ranking this one? Not high at all. All right, all right. In the bottom five? I don't think so. No. So... What's like... Hmm. What number are we at? This is our 60th. All right, what is like 47? <laughs> 47 is wild at heart. That was better than this. Oh, wow. Okay. 48. It could happen to you. Ooh. Cotton the cotton candy, candy taco. taco. Yeah. <laughs> um, 49. Zandily. Ooh. The softcore porn that ends in a aggressive ballroom dance. We did love Zandali. I kind of, I kind of love Zandali. City of Angels. He is not cagey in that no, at all. Not. How about fifty? We put it at fifty. So between City of Angels and Zandali, yeah, that puts it above Bringing Out the Dead, which we mentioned earlier. Fine. Okay. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> let's end it there, and then now let's discuss what we are going to watch next week, which is a movie called Drive Angry. Uh, This is not at all what I thought it was going to be. What, this movie? Drive Angry. Oh, Drive Angry. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't really... I remember reading something about that movie and being like, that's not what I expected, but I don't want to go back and look at it because I don't want to spoil anything for next week. There's something fantastical about it that I didn't expect. I know, and that's all I recall. Yeah. But I will say that we... I remember specifically what it was, but that's okay. Okay. I will also say that we had a friend, like a close friend of ours, ask to be on that episode of the podcast. Um, But obviously with COVID times, he actually lives pretty far away, so I don't think he'll be able to make it. And so that made me think of, because we also had a fan reach out and ask if he could be on the podcast. And I think for the same reason, just because I'm pretty technologically inept and with COVID um, and people living far away. I, I think we're going to, for now, leave it as just Hannah and I on this podcast. What do you think, Han? Yeah, I think we'll look into it for sure. Yeah. Um, I'd be interested in exploring a third, like, or a guest. Right. And seeing how we can do that, especially remotely, because obviously if we have a fan on that, like, we're not friends with in real life, they may live across the world and we're not going to be able to get them here in our home anyway. Right. Um, but I'm open to exploring it, but I think for now we kind of table it Yeah. maybe until next year. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think what we might want to do first is figure out like the, ca- our, our cad- the, the cadence of our podcast with a third person. <laughs> 
And I'm and less I don't worried know if, about that. I'm, I'm okay. honestly more worried about like the technical aspect of yeah. it. So we'll we'll look into it. I feel it. like we'll the quality could suffer. Yeah, yeah. And then we don't want to like shortchange somebody, especially somebody who's like a fan who's been listening to us like every episode. Like we don't want to, you know, say like, yeah, absolutely, we'd love to have you on. And then, you know, because the technology doesn't work or because, you know, we yeah, don't like know we don't want to like film a podcast yeah. with a f- like with you record and a then yeah, sorry, film, <laughs> record a podcast with you and then we find out that the file's corrupt or something and we just like you and I just have to go back and just yeah. do it all over again just between the two of us. Like and then that it's would be like, such hey, a waste of time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it would be like, what the hell guys? Yeah, and then we lose a fan. Yeah. Yeah, I'd hate that. So So like I like you said, I think we'll look into it and we'll keep thinking about it and maybe in a few movies from now. But somebody did reach out and Which I think is so cool. Like thank you for Yeah. Thank you for I guess like holding us to a high enough regard that you'd want to communicate with us like <laughs> yeah ever. like in person yeah <laughs> I, I was saying to you and I and I had heard from someone another podcaster who was like you know if you think about it this is a really personal thing like yeah we're in your ears we're in your earballs <laughs> right now you know earballs or coming through your car radio like every Monday morning on your way yeah. to work or something so it's cool it's a personal thing and and uh, so we appreciate all the fans that that feel like you know us and that's great so. It is still pretty wild. That's weird. I mean, we say all the fans. There's like 30 regular <laughs> listeners. <laughs> so the Instagram community is. Oh, the Instagram community—they're tight. <laughs> they're a tight bunch. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's gonna do it, Han. Any other closing thoughts? No, I. This movie, I, I'm happy to forget about it. Yeah. And then hopefully, Drive Angry is better. I think it is. Uh, hopefully it'll be more I think like it's fun yeah so bad it's good kind yeah. of fun yeah i think it's amber heard it is, is amber the, heard yeah, yeah. yeah. watch Yikes. it's like not fun yeah <laughs> i don't know yeah um that's all i got so okay. now you know why the nick cage bird sings oh wow that was quick yeah. thanks guys take care we're just ending it <laughs> <laughs> now freak out